there's one play that sums up the New York Jets, this one has to be it. This Patriot's winning off the edge. This Jets lineman is probably holding. There's a Patriot charging up the middle at Zach with no blocking at all. This Jets dude is being pancaked on the ground. We have these two idiots staring at each other like, yo, what are we doing? I don't know, let's just stand here. We have 78 touching his own lineman. On top of that, we have two receivers with zero separation, and the cherry on top has to be Zach Wilson throwing this pick. And Corey Davis has no hops. <laughs> oh, man. A 12-year-old or a 14-year-old or somebody on TikTok roasting the New York Jets. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling back on YouTube, I hope. We'll see how this goes this time around. Today, we're going to be previewing Thursday night football. We're going to do some other stuff as well, including checking with Herb and Meyer, see how he's doing. Poor guy. You know, I just... I kind of feel bad for him at this point. We're going to start today with an epic comeback. That epic comeback is Scott Casimir. For those of you baseball fans, you'll recognize Scott Casimir as a name. Scott Casimir, of course, was really good. He was supposed to be, he was an all-star back like, in the, this is like early to, well, mid-2000s. 2006, 2007, 2008, he was good. Then he was bad. Then he was good. Then he disappeared. So let's just run down the Wikipedia page for Scott Casimir. So uh, let's, let's start at the end. Um, at the end of the year in 2017, Scott Casimir was traded a bunch with a bunch of other stuff from the Dodgers to the Braves. He didn't, it didn't really work out for him. The Braves released him and made him a free agent in the 2018 season. He did not want to retire. He just didn't play in 2018 or 2019, at which point in time, I think he was like in his mid to late thirties. Let's see how old he is now. I mean, it's, it's crazy. He's 37 now. So he's in his mid thirties in 2018, 2019, didn't want to. So then out of nowhere in 2019, or, uh, excuse me. Yeah. End of 2019, early 2020, he decided he wanted to play baseball again professionally. And you're like, Oh, okay, dude. Cause he really fell off a map. He was an ACE and he just fell off the map on August 25th, 2020. He joined the Eastern Reyes del Tigre, in the Constellation Energy League, which I don't know what that is. Um, they pause play due to the pandemic. And then in February 2021, he was working hard. He signed a minor league contract as a late 30-year-old with the San Francisco Giants organization. He was selected to the active roster. He was named the starting pitcher for the Giants. He pitched four innings in early 2021. Uh, he did okay, not great, kind of bad. Actually, they designated him for assignment on June 5th, which means that, like, hey, buddy, we're going to have to put you down. He played for the AAA team, and then he was chosen for the Olympic team. Won a silver medal, Scott. And last night, he started and pitched incredibly well for the San Francisco Giants. It's a cool comeback story. This dude was not in baseball for two years. It just shows that pitching is like, it's just a talent. It's not like the, the high-level pitching and doing it with your brain and the chess part of it is a skill, but you either have it or you don't. This guy didn't have to play... And now he's back. He pitched incredibly well in that last night, which is just, it was, it's a ridiculous story. He was, in, he was in Japan for the Olympics, and he's not playing. It was a, kind of a cool story. For those of you that don't know Scott Casper, you can go back and look at him. He was on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays back when they were the Devil Rays, the teams that uh, lost to the Phillies for the World Series, which must have been 2010, 2011. He was good. He was considered the best pitcher in baseball for a couple minutes there. It was pretty incredible. There's another incredible comeback story happening in the NFL this year, which we'll take a look on a, a deep dive or maybe on a Friday as uh, things round in a form here. Malik McDowell, former first-round pick from Michigan State of the Seattle Seahawks, and he's back. He's back in professional football. Really crazy stuff 
Uh, I, comeback stories make me make me happy. All right, let's look at Thursday night football. We'll start with the preview. The Thursday night game tonight. Um, around halftime of the games on Sunday, I was incredibly excited for Thursday night football, and now I am not. That is because Terod Taylor, starting quarterback for the Houston Texans, is hurt. He will not be playing. I don't know what it is, but it's a thing that he can't play on a short week. That means third-round rookie out of Stanford, Davis Mills, former number one quarterback recruit who went to Stanford on purpose. He is now going to start for the Houston Texans. He looked okay against the Browns. Browns have a good defense, but the Panthers weirdly have, like, the best defense in professional football. I don't know what that's about. Actually, I do. I totally predicted that. You invested a lot. Last year, in 2020, the, the, the Panthers, excuse me, they had seven draft picks or eight draft picks, all of which were used on defense. So, yeah, it makes sense. They have, they have a good defense. They invested in it. It's crazy. The Houston Texans have signed a bunch of one-year mercenaries. They have like 20-something players of their 53 are on one-year deals. So what happened was they're like, well, we have to play the season, so let's just go sign a bunch of guys. And they did, and it worked out. Like, they're playing hard. They're professional football players. They have no future. They have a quarterback who's accused of sexual assault on a massive level, both criminally and civilly is being accused of sexual assault in the state of Texas. But also he's holding in. So they're paying him to sit on the bench and like not show up so they can start Terod Taylor and Davis Mills, which is weird. Like, should somebody sue someone over this? Should someone find someone? Like, how are they just he's there? He doesn't want to play because he doesn't want to play for them. He said he's not gonna play for them, but they're paying him. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why are they paying him? It does it's incredibly strange. Another storyline that's happening is how bad Adam Gase, former Jets head coach and former Dolphins head coach, how bad he really is with quarterbacks. Because Ryan Tannehill leaves, immediately becomes a borderline MVP candidate for the Titans. They go to the AFC Championship. Now, Sam Darnold leaves New York when Adam Gase is fired. Sam Darnold goes to the Panthers, and he looks good. Now, both of those guys were playing for offensive coordinators who are geniuses. And, well, maybe Arthur Smith and Joe Brady, respectively. So we'll see what happens with Sam Darnold, but he looks okay. People are kind of rooting for him. Um, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens with Sam Darnold, but the, the, the Panthers defense is bananas. If you like, if you like defensive line play, you'll like this one, especially because the number one pass blocking left tackle is going up against probably a top five edge rusher in this game. And that's Laramie Tunsil for the Texans against Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers. Let's check in with Colin Coward. We haven't done that in a while. Let's see if I can find it here. There he is. So Colin Coward, his pitch to become the USC head coach, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's find out. Who's up? on a potential move to Southern California. Here we go. A city with lots and lots to do. Nice. With beautiful, beautiful weather. That's his pitch. So as the weather changes uh -huh. for the next six or seven weeks in I'm listening. whatever town you live in. Right. Just remember Okay. our weather changes too. So he's he just panned to his pool. He's showing us his pool. Beautiful to more beautiful. Got it. So his pitch, so his, his pitch to become the USC head coach is that the weather is nice in Southern California. Oh, Colin, that's bad. I guess it's a better pitch than Nebraska and Tennessee. I guess Miami too, because at least you're not wet when you're hot. Southern California has the second worst air quality in the United States. Behind what? Salt Lake City. People don't really think about that. What a tragedy for USC that their 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 pitch has become the weather is nice and there's a lot to do, and your wife doesn't want to be cold. That's the pitch. Not like, hey, USC, this is USC football. Like, it's gotten that bad where they're like, the weather is nice. What? I imagine that Los Angeles' weather is probably far superior to the weather in Columbus, Ohio, or in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. 
But I'd probably rather coach one of those two teams. And for a long time, we kind of thought that USC was on that level. And they were. Pete Carroll made them that way. And now here's Colin Coward, West Coast aficionado, telling me that the weather is probably nicer where he lives than where you live. I think that this is going to be weird. Um, who are they going to pick? It's going to be someone who's like a C-plus name, and then he's going to try to tell us that they're good, exactly what has been happening. I'm going to guess that James Franklin, Brian Kelly, and I don't know, Urban Meyer will be linked to it, and then they're going to hire the offensive coordinator for... You know, you know what? Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze sounds like the guy that's going to Southern California. That's my bet. Hugh Freeze. They'll like that. They'll definitely like Hugh Freeze. Yeah, totally. All right, let's talk about uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons, the former first overall pick in 2016 or 17 or whatever, he is not going to show up for camp because he doesn't want to play anymore for the city of Philadelphia. Why does he want to play for the city of Philadelphia? Because the fans are mean. Did he say that? No, but that is absolutely why. Ben Simmons, for those of you that don't know basketball that well, he is one of the most talented basketball players in the National Basketball Association, like Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But Ben has this thing where, A, he's scared, and B, he's scared. He's just scared to try because he can't shoot very well. I mean, most people in the NBA, they can shoot. Like Now people can shoot the lights out. It's kind of crazy. And he can't do that, so he's scared to try. You know, it's like one of those things where, you know, your parents tell you, just take a swing. You might not hit the ball, but you strike out swinging. No, he doesn't do that because he can't get ridiculed. This is the second time the city of Philadelphia has had this guy that they put all their hopes behind. The other one was Carson Wentz. And then that person who's had their ass kissed their whole life has to grow up in Philly, and it didn't go well. Especially when you juxtapose him with, like, their favorite guy, Joel Embiid, who takes the criticism and messes with the fans, and he takes nights off occasionally as well, but they love him. But Ben Simmons says he doesn't want to play for Philly anymore, which is really strange because, like, the NBA has gotten to the place where players are so powerful they can kind of just decide that they don't play for a franchise anymore. Franchise don't, they don't have any protection. So he's just not showing up to camp. That's fine. If it's in the CBA, it's in the CBA. If he can hold out, he can hold out. That's fine. But if they can't find a trade partner, then what are they going to do? They're going to make him play, and he's going to go out there and half-ass it. It's a really kind of a strange situation. But the thing is, they're not going to find a trade partner because they know how skilled he is. But the lasting image of him is last year in the playoffs when he attempted, attempted, attempted three shots in the fourth quarter despite being one of their best players. He didn't even try. He is the worst free-throw shooter last year in the playoffs, the worst free-throw shooter in the history of the NBA. How are they going to trade him? Who can watch his playoff run and be like, yeah, I want that guy. So now he's throwing a little bit of a fit. It is what it is. I mean, I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him. This is sort of the weird penance of the process. Like You can't scout personality. Let's check in with Urban Meyer. Just, uh, speaking of penance and things, decisions we regret, let's listen to what he has to say about NFL opponents. Here we go. Players in this league now. <laughs> it's Alabama every week. Yep. <laughs> you can't take weeks off. Yeah. No Akron. No Akron in the NFL. Actually, you're, you're kind of the Akron in the NFL, buddy. Uh, Urban, that was him talking pregame to uh, Vic Fangio. One of them is Mike Dubbin. Just just hysterical. Poor Irby Burby. He's, he's got to be the next head coach of uh, USC. I mean, it would be stupid not to jump all over this. I mean, he should just resign and give the money back. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, that's got to be the move. What, I mean, what are you going to do? I can't imagine a situation where... I guess the rumor is that he turned down the offer last year because he wanted more money. All right. Thursday night football tonight. Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans. The line is minus eight for the Panthers. Over-under is 43. Defensive battle. 
Texans defense is not very good. So I, I'm trying to do math in my head. 43 divided by 2 is 21 minus 8. So that they're predicting, what, 21 to 12-ish? No, something somewhere in there. 24 to 13, something like that. Uh, I'm staying away from that. That's a perfect line. It's exactly 8 points. I have for me this screams like 17 to 6. It's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be it's going to be a weird arrived game for the Panthers who are about to go 3 and 0, which is going to be exciting for all of us, especially if you picked them to win the NFC South in the face of the returning Super Bowl champs. Oh, that's me. Shouts to the futures right there. We'll review the game and preview the weekend of college and pro football. One big game this weekend, Notre Dame Wisconsin on the college slate, the NFL slate of course is always entertaining this is interesting to see like rate review subscribe etc etc i'll be back and better than ever tomorrow